You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Lisa Wysocki, and I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm back in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 21st, episode 3064, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse friends. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Uh, On today's show, Auditor Laurie Benz is going to bring us her holiday recipe of the week, including wonton stars and veggie pizza. It's another reason, Lisa, that uh, this show is going to make me hungry. Also... (laughs) (laughs) Lauren Proctor-Brown, she's a vet of Resolute Equine, explains swaybacks and potential relation to kissing spine. I have some questions. Also, of course, we have your equestrian first world problems. So stick around. I'm for Nelly Winnie. So, Jamie, my daily Winnie, it's a little bit of a story, but I'm going to make it really short. So, a lot of people know that Colby's Army, the nonprofit that I work with, um, does homeless outreach. And a week ago, one of our people was walking down the street in a rural area. He was having a mental health episode. He was yelling at cars. Police were called. 911 was called. And so, within 70 seconds of the police stopping uh, the gentleman, they shot and killed him. Mm. And he had a dog with him, and her name was Daisy. Of course, Daisy, Daisy, you know, got upset, and and anyway, she's been missing for eight days, and we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people looking for her. And hallelujah, yesterday Daisy was found, and we have oh a nice home gosh. for her. I know, I know. I'm just so to everybody who looked for Daisy and posted flyers and did the social media. It was hundreds of people. So thank you. Thank you. Daisy is now safe and happy and has a new home. Does Daisy live in your uh, yard now? No. (laughs) No, she doesn't, but I'd take her in a heartbeat. She's just an amazing dog. She's a black lab mix and she's really sweet. And her birthday is Thursday on Thanksgiving. I did hear about that and I'm tremendously sorry. And I'm so glad the dog was found. Oh my gosh. What a, what a, what a. Well, it was an awful situation. It was, and it but it was a true community effort to to find Daisy, and so I mean, I just for everybody who even thought about Daisy, I mean, it's just kudos. Thank you. Well, Glenn's not here and he will get in big trouble if he doesn't mention the birthday. So I will do it for him. By the way, Glenn is like in jury duty or something lame. I'm pretty sure he's making that up. I'm going to need a note from the doctor. (laughs) I'm not buying it. Uh, Jessica Quinn, Steph Petska, Emily Atiba. I feel like we already did these. Uh, Emily and Rachel Hahn and, uh, New auditor, Rachel Briggs. She's been listening for five years and she's an auditor now. So uh, if we did your birthdays on Friday, 
Sorry about that. You get them again. And if we didn't, well, there you go. We're perfect. Uh, <laughs> and thanks for joining us, Rachel Briggs. And he also wants me to mention, uh, if you go to horseradionetwork.com slash gifts, you can get our, all of our holiday merchandise. All right. My turn for the Daily Winnie. All right. Well, I just had an amazing weekend, Lisa. I went to Flags Up Farm. And I saw all the photos and Farm Boy even went with you. Yes, I just I wanted to take Farm Boy to meet Monty and see that, I don't know, sometimes I do all this stuff and I think he thinks I'm making it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there's other people. They were teaching an advanced course, so we got to kind of watch. He got to watch some of that. We got to help out a little bit and and, uh, he got to do a online. So there was a. There was a situation here where I had a bucking horse come into training and I didn't know what to do next, you know? So I called, called Monty and he's like, explains to me, you got to make a dummy rider to get his, my buck. The bear was not cutting it. I had to make a taller dummy rider, all this. I, I do exactly what he tells me. Right. And we're on FaceTime Lisa and, and he's, and I saw those phone. videos. I saw those videos and that horse was bucking. Yeah. Big time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, monster bucker. And so yes. I bring out the dummy that I've made that he told me exactly how to make it. I did exactly what he said and he's on FaceTime and farmer's holding the phone. And I go, here it is. And he, he looks at it and he goes, no, <laughs> no, that's not at all. That's not at all what I said. I was like, yeah, I wrote down what you said. I didn't do. So he was like, <laughs> Since I was coming out to visit, they decided to do a university lesson on how to make a dummy. And it really like requires like, you know, knives and lighters to burn the ends of strings and all this stuff. And there was, so I was like, well, there's nobody more perfect to put in the video than Farm Boy. So Farm Boy did a university lesson with Monty. It was so cool. So fun to see them working together. And Monty was just very impressed with him. Again, you know, Eagle Scout, not, I can tie all the knots and do all the things and all the, you know, whatever. He's quiet and he's just, you know, whatever. It, it went great. Uh, so thanks to them and and Debbie and Pat for letting us stay in the house. It was so fun to, to be there. And, you know, every moment that I get to spend with Monty is cherished especially, yes. you know, now. So uh, it was awesome. And uh, I was very happy to be there. And I didn't adopt one horse, Lisa. Aren't you proud of me? I am proud of you. That's like really a unique thing. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do you want this? I was like, stop. I don't need any more. I have plenty. Um, yeah, but it was, it was awesome. It was a great weekend. And of course, flying home was always a, an exciting challenge when you're flying uh, standby. And I have Barrett on our family, our farm boy on our family fly list. So he gets to fly with us, you know, and, and I ended up, we got to Phoenix and I sent him down to Austin and I went to Oklahoma city. I was like, you're going this way. You'll never make my flight go. (laughs) So we ended up splitting up at the airport. And I think I get he actually got home before I did. So it worked out <laughs> fine. We both made it. But it was definitely a challenge and, and traveling is so fun, you know. I thought yeah. the week before Thanksgiving would be like super quiet, you know. Like no you'd problem. Think, you'd, you'd think. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh I wow. think everybody's catching on to that to my 
fly the week before Thanksgiving because nobody's there. It was yeah. not that at well, all. Well, you know, if you if you get on horses in the morning and tell everybody about that, then it kind of ruins the <laughs> ruins the whole effect. Listen, at least twelve people <laughs> heard me last year. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, it was really fun. But I did before we get to our first guest. I I promised that I would tell what had happened with my mare yes. and foal and um. I, 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 I didn't want to do it on a Friday because we were trying to have fun and it was a tough week last week. But just for those, I'll give you the, the, the brief story is, you know, I had weaned pink and Effie, my little filly. And um, unrelated to that, she actually got a bout of colitis. She was kind of sick before and then seemed better. And then like, I, I mean, I didn't know what it was. I ended up having to take her to the hospital, get there. She's like on desk door and they were like, well, before we do anything, let me take an ultrasound of her abdomen. And so Lisa, they take this ultrasound probe and put it on her side, not yeah. like rectally, like I expect. Right. And they were, they're like, there's her liver. There's her kidney. Oh, there's the baby. And I see this baby. I mean, it's like the skeleton of it, but I can see the baby inside her from the side of her. I'm like, there's a backbone. There's a hind legs. There's front legs. And I was like, Oh my God. Like they showed me the neck. I was like, Oh my God. I can't believe I'm seeing it so clearly. It was so cool. And then they're like, well, we don't think she's going to make it. What do you think we should do? What? I mean, it's, like it was really bad, but they were like, she might make it, but it's going to cost you thousands of dollars. And I was like, Oh. Well, then you shouldn't have shown me the baby. You right. can't show me the baby. And he was like, well, it was funny because it was like, you can't show me the baby. And I was, he was like, oh, I didn't mean to. I was just looking at her kidney liver <laughs> and <laughs> having to get in the way. So I have to make this decision of whether to like euthanize my mare or, or try to spend thousands of dollars. And I'm yeah. like, again, it's one of those things like, oh, it's only money. All right. fine. So go through all that. And she actually makes it the first, the first, the next day he called me. He's like, Oh no. And I was like, just give her one more day. Yeah. One more day. We give her another day. He calls me that day. He's like, yeah, she's doing great. I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Wow. Why didn't you call me sooner? I've been freaking out all day. <laughs> so she's, she's coming along and then they're like, you can pick her up Friday. So I go and pick her up or bring her home. And, um, she has just been a frantic mess excuse me, trying to get back to Effie and so much so that if I had to keep her in my arena and because she can't be within sight of the Philly and every time I've weaned her before, I've actually just taken her somewhere else. Like right. I'm like, Oh, I'm just gonna walk her home or I'm going to take her to my neighbor's. House. Well, here's the thing, Lisa, you, let, let's pretend I'm asking you if I can bring somebody over so I can complete my weaning. Okay. This mm -hmm. is, I'm asking you, Hey, Lisa, uh, can I bring my mare over to your house to, so I can wean my foal? I mean, granted, she just almost died from colitis and may potentially have like a salmonella <laughs> outbreak, but like other than that, it's going to be fine. Oh, by the way, you got a medicator, you know, twice a day. Um, is that cool? Well, I would have said absolutely bring her on, but I can totally understand why nobody else would. So then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just take Effie to somebody's house. Hey, do you guys mind if I bring my filly to your house? To, uh, she's, oh, uh, you know, broken her leg and she's got a screw in her knee and she can't really move around super quick. You got to kind of keep her contained. Do you mind if I, 
<laughs> oh, that's a no too. Okay. No, so yeah. I'm going to have to figure this out. So I've, I'm like keeping pink blocked off in the arena and all this. And, and, um, so she, being that she's in the arena, I'm ri- I ride in there. So I have to kind of put her off to the side. And I was walking my horse. Uh, I was walking miles by my illusion and he sees her and she's like, <laughs> and like turns her little hooey and just like, does all the things that they do with really, animals. and I was like, um, "That's not okay. That's you can't be no. in heat. You're pregnant." So I yeah. called the clinic, and he was like, "Oh, she shouldn't be in heat by now. Like if she lost it." And he was like, "We did the fetal heartbeat check on the first and second day." I was like, "She was there a week." So I don't know what's going on. And then I'm like, "You know, I can't keep her in the arena. Maybe if I turn her on the backfield with all the geldings, that did not work because she was still in raging." Oh, no. And at this point, the heat cycle had been going on abnormally long, like where yeah. there's a, a an issue. And so uh, I have to have the vet come on like, we need a, a fetal heartbeat check. Mind you, um, after being on stall rest with her filly for three months and then having colitis, my horse looks like, like I was afraid somebody was going to call the sheriff's department, you know, like animal <laughs> welfare because she looks so terrible and skinny. And, uh, she's really struggling with just moving around because after all of that and all this stuff. And, and so, yeah, we had the fetal heartbeat check and there's, there's no baby Mm. baby's gone. And, uh, she was having such a hard time functioning. I even put Duke in there with her. I was like, can we just keep you with him? And then I'm like, it's not fair to Duke to keep him locked in like a, an arena when he should be out of the pasture. Right. And I, the management was really getting to me. And the fact that I was feeding her eight times as much as every other horse. And I'm not really seeing a difference. And now that she's lost a full and with her like very deep, uh, abdomen, nothing else has come out. Like, there's going to be a, a concern with sepsis at some point. Yes. Currently. Um, yes. So, uh, and I'm, I'm probably getting all the words wrong, but anyway, I, I, I had to make a decision and it was one of those, like, do I make the decision while we're happy and best friends or do I make the decision on like a Friday night at two in the morning when she's down in the snow, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so much easier to make a decision when there's a, a broken leg, you know, like, or something. Yeah glaring at you but to make a decision on management and something potentially for the future you know i I, it's it's just it was really tough and and you never know you know how much something means to you until you're about to lose it or you Mm -hmm. are losing it and oh my god so i took her to my my vet's clinic and and she uh you know, she hugged me and she said, you're doing the right thing, which was yep. shocking for my vet to say that to me. She's not squishy at all. She hugged me and said, you're doing the right thing. And and she's like, I promise I'll, um, I'll take care of things and make everything go very well. So yeah, I cry. I mean, oh my gosh, I cried like not only losing the full, but then losing your mare and after yes. months and, you know, thousands of dollars and months with Effie, I've just, I feel like so connected to this horse. I've been trying so hard to, Mm-hmm. Make her happy and her foals happy and all this and and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wish I wouldn't have done it, but uh, how are you gonna know? You don't know. You don't know. There are no guarantees. So you you do what what you can. You do what you think is right at the time with the information that you have, and you just have to go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're horses. It sucks. Sometimes mm-hmm. horses are awesome. Sometimes horses rip your heart out. It's just yes, the way that it is. 
Anyway, I just wanted to tell you guys that story. I I, I told you to be quick. It was six minutes long. It was pretty good for <laughs> like for me. Uh, <laughs> so we are going to get to our first guest. You know, I, I'm really. I don't know why, but I'm just feeling the excitement of the holidays this year. Isn't that weird? I like, like I, sometimes I just I'm like, oh, okay, let's get it over with. Yeah, actually getting excited. And I think it, part of it is all these holiday recipes that we've been having. Yes. On. Because it just kind of like you think about sitting down in front of the fireplace with your family and, and you know, or at least the family you choose. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not the ones that were given to you, but there's you often a difference. Some. Yeah. yeah, there's often a difference. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, getting get in the holiday spirit. I think too, I'm ready for winter. And I know I'm thank God I'm not in Buffalo, New York right now. Good Lord. Oh Just my goodness. Perfect. Six feet of snow in what, 24 hours or something? No. Yeah, no, not not terrible. Uh, I'm glad we're not there. But yeah. I think this summer I realized that um, you know, maybe winter's not so bad, and I'll tell you why. Because number one. I've been experiencing hot flashes and hot flashes in the summer. You just want to go <laughs> really <jump> bad <laughs> in the p- pond. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I was like, I'm dying. I'm dying. Like I'm feverish. I'm dying. Oh, you know, it's gone. <laughs> but also there's no flies in winter. So whenever you guys are complaining and thinking of like, Oh my God, it sucks. It's so cold outside. Just think, but there's no flies, <laughs> no horse flies, no bot flies, no barn flies, no flies, nothing. No. No spiders, no, no nope. snakes, no bees, no wasps, no wasps, all yep. the things. So I, I, I try to, you know, with the one God doesn't give with two hands. So you got to take what you can get. And it's special. <laughs> it's special. <laughs> I want to tell you about our sponsors, the World Equestrian Center. They have many non-horse events, but also do a ton of horse stuff. They've got a dozen rings, large indoors, multiple conference centers, and over 10 restaurants. Uh, have you been there, Lisa? I have not, and I can't wait to go. Oh, I know so many people who have gone, and I'm just so excited to, to actually see it all in person. Well, they have all sorts of stuff going on this week, including the AHAF Holiday Festival, Arabian Half Arabian Horse Show. And, you know, it's amazing when you do go to an Arabian Horse Show, how much stuff they do. Oh, they do I know. All the things. There's they like do. a hunter ring and, a, yes. you know. All the oh, they do costume and driving and a trail and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's why our Arabs are awesome because they can do everything. Um, the Winter Wonderland Light Show is also there. I mean, if you want to take the family and see some Christmas lights, apparently that's a place to go. And <laughs> there is the uh, Fiddler's Turkey Run Barrel Racing. Hmm. So you've got uh, uh, not only the Arabian show, you've also got barrel racing and Christmas lights. I mean, talk about variety. And again, there's 10 multiple conference centers. I didn't realize there was 10 restaurants and apparently they're all awesome. So uh, I hear the hotel is fabulous. I I think it looks like when you drive the pictures I've seen people driving in, it just looks like like the feeling you get when you pull into the magic kingdom and you see the (laughs) castle. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. That's, yes. That's it's like that. To me. <laughs> <laughs> so much variety. So if you're in Ocala or you're driving past it, you have to go check out the World Equestrian Center, worldequestriancenter.com, um, and go check it out and then take pictures and let us know how you like it. All right. So um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of back uh, behind the scenes here. 
We've been talking to our auditor, Laurie, about coming on and doing these recipes. And for some reason, the technology just would not work. And she was going to do two recipes, wonton stars and cold veggie pizza. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not, I am I'm got to save the one. We're going to rebook her. So I'll let her talk about the wonton stars. But I've actually had this cold veggie pizzas. And uh, Lisa was like, oh. And I'm like, no, it's so good. <laughs> okay. So I was just going to go over it real quick and just show, like, describe it. Because it is an awesome thing to, like, take to, let's be honest. In Chad's family, there's literally nothing healthy to eat. There's nothing healthy at all. I mean, aside from like an iceberg lettuce salad, you know? <laughs> and so when I go, I never get, to, I, I just don't eat anything because I just, there's never anything healthy. I'm going to bring this to all the things this year. Um, so it's called cold veggie pizza. It sounds like weird, but what it is, you take crescent roll dough, like those, you know, the ones that you have to pop the can and yeah. it's terrifying to pop the can, but then yes. you pop, and it freaks me out. Um, you roll that out and you bake it according to directions. And then once it's cool, you spread it with cream cheese. Um, now I like the like cream cheese with dill or chives mm -hmm. and then you don't have to add any, anything else. But, but anyway, the dill, dill, dill cream cheese, and then you sprinkle some, you put all the things on it. Okay. You can take fresh broccoli that you've sliced thin, cauliflower, carrots, radishes, um, and you make it like pizza toppings. And you sprinkle the whole thing with also with chopped green onions. Now, what she doesn't have here is I like to take the grape tomatoes and cut them in half and put that on it. So it's like this beautiful, colorful uh, pizza. It looks like a pizza, but it's just a crescent roll with cream cheese on top and all these vegetables. My you mouth could, is watering as I'm yeah, telling you. You could, you could probably add like zucchini or squash or just anything you wanted to add. Yeah. You know, those are a little mushier, like as far as raw. Because true. remember, these are raw. True. So That's true. Think of the kind of vegetables that you like to eat raw. Like I wouldn't eat like a raw piece of squash. Would you? Do but you see, I would. Yeah, summer squash. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. All the time. Well, then you put yeah. squash on your dang pizza, okay? Keep <laughs> it off will. of mine. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, like broccoli, cauliflower, I've seen. Uh, my mom used to make this all the time. Um, tomatoes, the green onions were important. Yeah, anything like that. Um, you could put on it and it'd be really good. So anyway, and, and then you don't have to cook it anymore. And you just put it in the fridge and then you take it over to your uh, in-laws house and then say, Hey, what, what is that? Those are vegetables. <laughs> That's what those are. Those are vegetables. And I know, you know you've never heard of it, but. What I like about this, Jamie, is for those of us who don't cook all that much, you really don't have to cook. If you can't bake crescent yeah. rolls. Yes. Well, Even you know I what? can do that. My husband can't do that. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll well, take care of that part. I'll let him. We'll forgive him. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Can't be good at everything, I guess. Uh, anyway, so that's the recipe. And then she will come back on another time and talk about the wonton stars. But now I want cold veggie pizza, like really bad. All right. <laughs> before we, let's see. It's, before we get to a question, first of all, problems, we got to talk to Dr. Proctor Brown. And she is a, she's, she's the vet who we've had on the ton. That's also a polo player. She's mm -hmm. totally cool. So let's get her on the line and find out about Swaybacks. I would like to welcome to the show Dr. Lauren Proctor Brown from Resolute Vet. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. 
Do people call you Dr. Proctor, Dr. Brown, Dr. Proctor Brown? How's that work? Dr. PD, PB? I don't know. What's the word? What, what do you go by? Uh, I get I get called by my initials a lot. Dr. LPB happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, where in the world are you right now, LPB? <laughs> um, I'm in Ocala, Florida. Oh, so I, I was going to say, poor thing is on a vet call. You're probably freezing to death. You're in Ocala, whatever. We don't feel sorry for you. Well, I mean... It is 65 here, which is unseasonably, I mean, it's not unseasonably cold, but it's just colder, a colder 65 in Florida than when it's 65 in Wisconsin. We're all weak down here. My I'm Wisconsin sorry. Roots are so I, I know. I'm we sorry. Just, it's not cold. It's pitiful. She's like, oh my it's, God. It's absolutely okay. pitiful. So in a, in a little bit, we're going to talk about equestrian first world problems. And I would like to log yours as a first. Like, oh my God, it's so cold. Oh, yeah, it's like 65. <laughs> Our horses are so fresh and they're being so annoying because it's 65 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's That's awesome. Well, hey, what we're going to talk to you about is sway back. And, and people listening know I've had some experience with kissing spine. And, and so I had a what, what somebody called a low back torse, um, which pretty much is a uh, sway back torse. And uh, so I want to just talk to you about that. What, what, why does that happen? What does that look like? What is it? Well, the majority of that is a, um, you know, a genetic structural malformation in the horse. Um, so through sway back, the horse can still be rideable, um, but it's the way their spine is formed. So what we think of as their top line that we see is actually, you know, the dorsal aspect of their spinous process. Um, you know, the withers that you, you know, you can grasp that. That's a, the spinous process of their thoracic vertebrae, right? Um, what we don't appreciate is that their thoracic vertebrae actually run in a pretty straight line. But obviously, the line from their withers down to their back and through onto their lumbars, right, we see a big curve there in a horse. But that all that we're seeing has to do with how tall, you know, those, those spinous processes are. Um, some horses, they're very, you know, you get really high shark fin withered horses. That's just genetically how their um, vertebrae formed, right? So some swayback horses, it has to do with, you know, how did their actual vertebrae form um, and that, you know, their withers are high and then the, you know, the spinous processes are lower. Mm -hmm. Then sometimes it's a genetic, uh, it's a, it's a malformation in the way their spine is put together. So the spinal column itself will actually be curved, but most of the time in a horse that curve does not affect um, the spinal cord inside of the column. So the horses won't have any neurologic deficits versus if you or I had, um, What's it called in people when your back is crooked? Scoliosis. Scoliosis, that yeah. That can actually touch, touch your um, spinal cord itself and could cause neurologic problems. That would could be a, a major problem. That's why we try, try to correct scoliosis. Um, so it's a little bit similar to that where, you know, the spinal column is not in a straight line, um, mm -hmm. and that's causing the sway back. Um, because of the way horses are you know, put together, the way their skeleton is put together, they have a bigger thorax um, than, than you or I do. And it's a pretty rigid thorax, right? So their ribs, um, along with their thoracic spinous, you know, their thoracic vertebrae, create a pretty rigid um, area of the horse. That's where we ride, right? That's how they move around. They move around that. that. Right. So because it's so rigid, that actually still protects the spinal cord inside where, yes, there might be a curve in the spinal column because of the sway back, 
um, that they don't actually have any neurologic deficits from that. And some of those horses are perfectly, you know, they're comfortable. This is how they are. This is just their shape with appropriate padding and, and appropriate saddles and, um, and education. Those horses are rideable. Um, obviously, there are extreme cases where the whole thorax is just not not the appropriate shape to bear weight or put a saddle on. It would just be impossible because of the degree of what we see as sway back. Um, so that kind of all kind of answer just like the you know this is some of, sometimes this is just how they're made right. right. This is how their body is it, came is out it, into the world. That's how they grow. Is it like a, something to do with like cartilage? Is the cartilage like too loose and that's how they get that sway back? Or is it just kind of like a, this is how they are? Because I know some of them get worse as they get older. And I remember an episode of Mr. Ed, a Nick and Knight grown mm-hmm. up. And there was like a crazy sway back to us. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That one always sticks in my head. Yeah. Like that's, that was sway back. I don't even know how that thing functioned, but I mean, whatever. Right. Uh, so can, can it be reversed with like, any sort of joint supplements, like improving the cartilage, working out, doing anything long and low, things like that. Right. So if you have a young horse that's developing sway back, you know, they'll come out normal when they're a year old and then they're developing it in their young, very young years, even before they're being ridden. That is a genetic structural abnormality about how they are in the world. There's nothing that you did or anyone did to them to have created that. If you have an older horse who's getting what we would say sway back slowly over time, yes, that's something that we could certainly improve, something that we might be able to help them with, strengthening their core, appropriate core exercises to kind of help them stabilize their own back. Um, Again, not necessarily anything that was wrong, but sometimes when we have horses that, you know, go through it. Uh, malnutrition, you know, a, a, a period of their life that was more stressful for any number of reasons, right? Um, that can predispose them to, you know, their ligaments stretching out, them they're not being in the right condition, them not using themselves appropriately. And then, yes, they're, they're back kind of becoming more sway back over time. So kissing spine is something that, you know, the, the, that's when the spinous processes they smooch mm-hmm. and we don't like it. So is that... An right. opposite thing, or is that the kind of the same thing, or what? I think um, we don't, as like a population, have enough information yet to really put those two together. Um, when we're diagnosing kissing spine in in athletic horses, usually, right? Um, and they're not always sway backed at all, right? It's still yes, there's something going on with their vertebrae, and the vertebrae are touching. So just like we talked about the dorsal spinous processes before. Um, those are touching and they're rubbing each other. Unfortunately, what's very frustrating is we don't have imaging modalities that are, we we can't MRI a horse's thorax or lumbars, right? We cannot put that in any MRI magnet that it's, it's almost impossible in an adult sized horse, right? You could do a full, right? Because they'll fit, but we can't put a full size horse in an MRI. That's what we would really need to do to give you a full and complete answer of why are these two dorsal spinuses touching? Because they shouldn't be, right? Um, and yes, we can see the part on the top, right? We can see that and we can see where they're rubbing. Um, but we can't see, well, it, it, did the disc protrude? And that's why these two vertebrae are touching. Um, is there damage lower down? Is there more going on with these vertebrae that we just don't see, right? Because, it's, again, we, we cannot image that. We don't, we don't have that questions. ability yet. More questions than yeah. answers at so this I point. So I think we couldn't draw like a straight line between 
sway back and kissing spine directly, right? I think that they could in one in, a, in some horses you might see that they go together, and in another horse you wouldn't notice that at all. wouldn't wouldn't correlate at all. So um, probably that yes, they can happen at the same time, but no, they do not necessarily cause each other. Um, you know, those young horses we talked about that genetically, this is just how they formed their body is, this is how they are. This is the shape they are. That's how the shape they'll be forever. Um, and they're not necessarily going to have kissing spines because of it. Right. But certainly some older horses, definitely. But then, you know, some horses that are not sway backed at all have a, what you'd think of as a great top line will have kissing spines. So what is, what is going on there is a deeper question that, um, at least my knowledge of the literature at this moment, we do not have a clear answer to that question. Okay. Well, I'll call you next week and I want a clear answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, this, this has been, I love how hard you left. I'll work on finding an MRI for you, a really, really (laughs) massive MRI and somebody who's willing to let me put their lovely fancy horse in this giant magnet. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We well, probably need to find like a bar. I don't even know. Not even a bariatric center. Horses are quite large. Just saying. Yeah. And MRIs are very expensive. They don't like to make them in that size. The well, physics are difficult. Give you a week and then I'm calling you back. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had a back MRI? Do you know how close you are to the edge of the, the tube? It's not very big. No, I don't know how you would MRI a whole horse. That just, it's just crazy to me. I mean, I'm already like, my arms are pinned down and it's just nuts, nuts. Yeah, well, right. You can get their head in and stuff and you can do a full, which is pretty cool. But it's, um, yeah, we use yeah. CT scans a lot of horses' heads. That's a little easier. And you can, there's some places where you can do that standing, which is lovely. But imaging the lumbars of a horse would be very difficult. So All one right. day when the science catches up, we'll have an answer. I can't wait. Well, Dr. Proctor Brown, how, okay. before we let you go, how are the polo ponies? Have polos going, going good in season? Uh, the polo ponies are great. We start season back up December 4th. So they are all getting getting fit again, acting foolish. They're fat and happy and ready <laughs> to go. Your website is resolutevet.com. Is there a place that yeah. people can go check out the polos? Are you going to do some polo at the World Equestrian Center? How's How's that? Um, we're not at WEC yet. We do have the Polo Ball at WEC in February, which is a gala kind of event for our Wounded Warriors fundraiser. Otherwise, we're at the Florida Horse Park, and they can find the, everything about polo at ocalapolo.com. Ocalapolo.com. Dr. Lauren Proctor-Brown from Resolute Vet, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Next week, actually. We got an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Yes, it's that time. At that time, it's like a cathartic moment for you. You can express your woes, no judgment here. Hashtag no judgment on horses in the morning. It's your equestrian first world problem. On Sunday, I usually put up a post on the Facebook page of the auditors group, which is like the super secret page. And they actually are willing to share with us all their drama. Lisa, if um, you want to be a part of this, you have to become an auditor. How do they do that? I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that because I know you probably don't know. <laughs> Usually that's when I ask Glenn. I was like, let me see what Lisa says. Yeah. So so you, you go to uh Patreon, right? 
Yeah, well, I think it's horseradionetwork.com. You go to horsesinthemorning.com. It's like, yes. I never listen yes. to him when he says, yes. but you scroll down to so the right side of the page. I remember that part. I don't know what it means, but there you go. That's it. Figure All right, it out. So you'll figure it out. <laughs> if you want it bad enough, you'll figure it out. Um, okay. And it's worth it, though. It's it worth is. it. It is. It's a, it's a fun group to be a part of. Um, now, I, I would have to tell you that I submitted, the. I kicked us off on the, the post with um, my equestrian first world problem. This is more just first world, but it was kind of equestrian. I went to visit Monty and I had this great time and it was amazing. And I flew for free, uh, but I had to sit like in the very last row. And my travel companion is six foot four and like takes up all the leg room. So I was the one who kept having to sit in the middle seat. <laughs> Even though he got the middle seat, I was like, I can't just make him sit in the middle seat. I should have. I should have his kid deal with you it. You should have. Yes. Yes. Suffering. But you're, you're just not that person. <sighs> I'd like to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carly says that and she had posted pictures and this was shocking. Lisa, this is shocking. She was in Paris. Okay. I was in Paris and I passed by an Hermes store, which is Hermes for those who are uneducated. Yes. Um, an Hermes store. And I was shocked to find dusty, dry Hermes saddles with haphazardly placed leathers and stirrups. And every ounce of me had to be held back to not go in soap oil and set the saddles right. Oh, the nerve of high fashion in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I saw those photos. And I mean, those saddles looked terrible. I'd, I'd at least had to fix the stirrups. I ain't going to clean your stuff, but I'll fix your stirrups. They were horrible. That's embarrassing. It was. Um, Rachel said, and there's a picture. And if you are not an auditor, you should see this picture. A pony showed up at my house this week after escaping his owner's property about a quarter of a mile down the road. Long story short, I now own a pony. But I didn't plan on owning a pony. Oh, by the way, this is butterscotch. Oh, my <laughs> God. Butterscotch is like the cutest thing I've ever seen. Way oh, cute. Way cute. cute. And the um, pony is not cute, really. And who doesn't? Everybody should have a pony. Except for yes. Erin um, says, I cut my hand on an icicle while I was stuffing hay nets. And it made a mess bleeding all over the hay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. That's a kind of real problem, but I thought it was funny. Uh, Holly says, my equine veterinarian is a saint. Smart, polite, patient, and incredibly nice. So I gave him my goat because he wanted him, and my child was afraid of the goat. But my child doesn't really go to the barn with me anyways, and now I miss my damn goat. <laughs> Get a butterscotch. She needs a pony. Obviously, uh, yes. Colleen says my <laughs> husband. Oh God, how cool, Colleen! My husband just joined me for a trail ride, but he hung up my bridle like this, and it's almost like he hung it up from the bit on the crown piece holder. Like it's that. You know what, Colleen? It was cool, and now it's just embarrassing. Okay. It is. It and is. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. Now the, another one about the husband. Here you go, Jenny says. My husband's pig got his teeth stuck in my hay net that I was trying to fill. And while he was screaming and screeching, I had to cut a hole in it. And now I can't get a full bale in it because of stupid repair that I had to do to get the pig's tooth out. <laughs> That's a problem. Everybody just needs a pony. Um, Everybody needs I, a pony. I mean, I'm sure you have. 
But like I was in a, a pet store when I lived in Kentucky. I was a kid and, and they had potbelly pigs, these tiny little pigs. And I picked one up and I'm like, you know, I want to hold it. Oh my God, the screaming. <laughs> How did you they, or the pig? <laughs> uh, the, the dang pig screamed. Have you heard a pig scream? Yes. I'm sure yes, you have. Yes. Tennessee. It's almost like human-like. Oh, but like way more ear piercing. Yes. Uh, but Janelle says, I can't ride or pet my horse for two whole weeks because I'm celebrating my sister's birthday in Norway. Oh, Holy cow. Your sister, either it's like an awesome thing or you're having to go and like it's nor, but it's Norway. So it's like, it's Norway. Who celebrates their birthday by making people travel out of the country? So I don't think it's a celebration. I think it's just a vacation. So Does she live in it, Norway? Janelle. Does she live in Norway? I don't know. I have more questions yeah. to answers, but all I know is I want to go. <laughs> Gwen says that I'm on a four day trip. We drove to Savannah. We're doing tours, Honda mansion, pub crawls, amazing food, but a ton of walking. And we're here till Monday. And now I'm worried that on Tuesday morning, my riding lesson is going to be a disaster because my feet are so tired. <laughs> oh, she says, Oh, and I've been drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Awesome. Uh, Carrie, this is one of those in the world of some of us who don't have it. Don't feel sorry for you, but thank you for sharing. Um, it was so windy today that the like doors of my indoor arena were rattling like crazy. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) Just rub it in for those of us who don't have that. So hard to have my indoor arena riding it with the wind outside, like being loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ellen says it's a beautiful day to spend with my horses, but the manure dumpster is here, and I have to like spend all day driving back and forth with loads of poop. <laughs> I guess that's like a on order. It must pooping. be. Must be. Adrian, I, I included this one because I, this is me. This is exactly me. My bar, except for this beginning part my barn is too well insulated and i have to take my coat off when i get there when i'm doing chores i'll start sweating and then i forget my coat on the chair when i leave and i have to use another coat the next time i go rinse repeat there are like 40 coats and hoodies and i just i'm like i don't have enough coats and then i go buy another one i'm like oh there's like 47 of them in my barn because i get down there it's not (laughs) insulated i just start working and i get sweaty and i take it off and like layers and then i just go back to the house like in a shirt and a t-shirt like you were wearing something else that and coffee cups there are nine billion coffee cups and nine billion jackets in my barn I'm that way with gloves. I have like 40 bazillion pairs of gloves and they're all in the barn. They're all in the feed room. And I, I go out in the morning and I'm freezing and I don't have any gloves. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I only have one pair of gloves. So I'm actually really good at remembering those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. A couple more. Uh, Jessica says today it is 55 degrees and raining in Orlando. And my unclipped thoroughbred was like, shivering today and so i like i put his blanket on but he's grown since last year and his size 76 his butt cheeks were hanging out at the back so you had to go to the store and like buy him a new blanket (laughs) in rainy terrible weather orlando (laughs) so sad that's just tragic really i feel sorry for you yeah all right uh amy says despite my wearing wearing my quote i like horses not people hat 
to the store, people still approached me. (laughs) (laughs) I want one of those. I know, me too. Um, And then Flossie says, I was ordering a bag of supplements to donate to a new and upcoming rescue, which is like super nice. She's like, but I had to like scroll all the way down the list of states for the address because it was Washington. And like, I live in Florida. (laughs) Can I just tell you that I'm going to finish on that one because like I get you. Because I lived in Arizona and you never realize how awesome it is. You like go to scroll down and like your state's like one of the first ones. And then you just boop. And now I live in Oklahoma and I have to scroll like all the way down to the O's. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. But I'm in Tennessee. Oh, so it's, it's really bad. What sucks is when you live like you're like a resident of Arizona and then it's Tennessee and you scroll all the way down, you're yeah. spoiled <laughs> from the other way. Oh my god! Yeah, somebody shoot us all. We're in our misery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa, as always, it's been a uh, just awesome to have you co-host, and uh, thank you for being on with us. How's ever anything you want to leave us with today? No, it's you know I got up. It was 19 degrees, but oh. it's supposed to be 52 today. We've had a really bad cold spell for us here in Tennessee, but you know I'm looking forward to 52 and. Life's going to be great today. Take your gloves back to the house. For I God's will. Sake. <laughs> I mean, so getting embarrassing. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. Yes. Uh, everybody, thanks for joining us. Thanks for producing, George. And uh, everybody, have a great one. We'll be back on Wednesday. Hopefully, Glenn with this, you know, <clears throat> fake jury duty that he's doing. Exactly. Anyway, it gives me a reason to hang out with you. So I love it. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good one. Spade, neuter, gelt.